Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us, frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers, are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often seems to only value speed, success, and power. Listen, friends, we know what's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface. And sometimes you have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try. Have a seat. Just for a few minutes, let's go the slow way. This Advent, I'll be sharing a couple of episodes a week to help us center our hearts and minds to make this season a sacred space for us. Each episode, I'll read an original poem written by me, particularly for the season of Advent. Stay tuned after each poem as I guide you through a contemplative practice to help us center our hearts and minds in the presence of God. When I think about Christmas Eve, I am transported to a particular place, the comfort of my childhood church. The 90s teal carpet and squishy seated pews, the giant Southern Baptist style chandelier dangling precariously above my head, faces around me who I knew and recognized, the Sunday school teachers and deacons, the pastors who knew me by name. The Christmas Eves of my childhood were with a cast of family that in some ways feels completely different than the family I'm with now. Both sets of grandparents on my right and left, my dad on the stage playing the violin, my aunt, my mom, my brothers. We lit our candles and the glow of that room was warmer than any safe place I knew those days. Holiness, I felt. We sang Silent Night, and I found myself in awe of how beautiful people could be. How candlelight and warmth and darkness could circle me in, make me feel the reality of God with us. This Christmas, I'll gather with a different version of the Boyette family. My grandparents are all gone. My nieces and nephews are as tall as me, as loved and welcomed as I felt in our family as a kid. My sisters-in-law and my brothers, my kids and my husband, will be at my parents' home this year, only days after celebrating and saying goodbye to my dad. After a year of grieving his suffering and doing our best to love him well, all the way to the end. Brain cancer is a horrible disease, and we all have walked through this year with a heavy shadow on everything we've done. 
no doubt that shadow will tinge our Christmas too. One gift of the last several years of my learning to hold both the beauty and the brokenness, the light and the dark, the faith and the doubt all in one hand is the knowing that Christmas, just like everything else in life, doesn't have to be bruised forever by my own sorrow. It's never one or the other. It's always both. You're never asked to either celebrate or get off the Christmas train, though it may feel like that in our shiny, positive, Instagram-curated culture. The truth is that the Christmas story actually can hold all of it. There is a brokenness there in the giving of a child to humanity, the future knowledge of that child's own suffering. There is a sorrow in the dirt and chill of his birth in a barn. His mother's fear, his father's angst. I hold that truth when I consider the past that will never be my reality again at Christmas. The way Papa's hand felt in mine, the way his neck smelled like tobacco and yeast. My dad on the stage, his violin tucked under his chin, the way he always swayed to the music he created, the way his mother, my Mima, watched him with pride, sure she had succeeded in the raising of her boy. I will miss his sway tonight. And I'll miss the quiver of Mima's voice and the veins on my mother's mother's hands. Tonight we will gather in the glory that God will be with us there in the small living room of the house my dad designed in 1977 with the immense collection of stockings, one for every child and grandchild, each covered in weird pins, a family tradition I can't even begin to explain. We will hurt and we will rejoice. Tonight, wherever you are, whether it's a church or a living room, a space with friends, or an uncomfortable collection of family, whatever your people looked like once upon a time, and whatever it looks like now, I hope you'll hold tight to the goodness that doesn't change. Yes, this is a night when we consider a tiny baby sent to heal the world. Yes, there are angels bursting into song, shepherds struck giddy with the power of God, and of course, a mother who held it all deeply, who received the mystery. But what I want to say on this Christmas Eve to you is that whatever you've lost this year, whatever you're losing, whatever you're holding tight to, whatever you're celebrating, this, friend, is a reminder that Christmas is a both and. God has made God's self known through the coming of a human child, 
God is here among us in our broken spaces, in our joy, in our hunger, in our feasting, in the darkness and in the light that shines, illuminating our reality and also warming our chill. There is every reason to grieve, friend. And there is every reason to feast and dance and sing. My prayer is that you can remember that. As my friend Kara Meredith says, both can be true. So let us go into the darkness of this night, candles lit, holding both things. A slow practice. As we prepare ourselves for this day of final Christmas wrapping, baking, gathering, worshiping, let us practice holding both things. I want to start by sharing this original song by David Gunger of the band The Brilliance, read with his permission. If you'd like to listen to it performed, you can find it in a link in my show notes. Let's take a moment to quiet our hearts. Breathe in. Breathe out. As I read these words, your practice is to use your imagination. I'll read them slowly. And I want you to see the both and present in the story of the nativity. This song is called, You Took Your Own Heart. You took your own heart. Heart of flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Took your own heart. Gave it to a son. Man has a broke heart. Filled with ache and pain. Ache and pain. And the heart you gave him was the same. Came as a healer, left us with the scar, with the scar. And the heart you gave was torn apart. You took your own heart, heart of flesh and blood, flesh and blood. Make a new heart. 
would you heal us all? What I am drawn to most deeply in these words is that juxtaposition came as a healer, left us with the scar. Take some time to sit with the both and of this night. Take some time to come close to the healer who is also scarred. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is we make space for love. So well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Carson Boyette and Val Schleter for managing my social media and keeping me organized. Jason Boyette for designing the label and being my wise knower of podcasts and the great and good Angelina Marie 
for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if you're too busy to do that, you probably shouldn't. Instead, make a cup of tea, sit and read, or better, take a nap. Until then, friends, let's go The Slow Way. See you next time.